Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast on this Monday morning, beginning of a new work week. I hope you are well. I hope you had a good weekend. Our uh, chapter day journey is in John 16 today, and I appreciate you joining along. It was verse 2 and then verse 33 that resonated with me. Verse 2 says this, Jesus said, they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think that they are offering a service to God. Today's podcast is entitled Trouble and Peace. The little Iowa town where Wendy and I live has a really fascinating history. It was founded and designed by a pastor who was escaping persecution in the Netherlands. Now, I know that sounds odd to most people since the Netherlands is known today for being a place of incredible tolerance. But in the early 1800s, the king of the Netherlands and the government controlled the church of the Netherlands. Pastors were told what to preach, and they were threatened and punished if they disobeyed. So there was this group of rebellious young pastors who led an organized secession from the State Church of the Netherlands. Some of them were imprisoned for it. The leader of the secessionist movement was H.P. Skolte, and it was during this period of conflict with the State Church of the Netherlands that he decided that he wanted to experience the freedom of religion and the freedom of speech guaranteed to all Americans. So in 1847, he led hundreds of followers to the Iowa Prairie and created a town out of nothing. In America, Skolte fully exercised his freedoms. Always a maverick, he refused to join any denomination and eventually built his own church, which he led as a local, independent, non-denominational congregation. He practiced his freedom of speech by publishing his own newspaper, loudly speaking out for the abolition of slavery, and getting involved in the political process. He became a friend of Abraham Lincoln. And the faith and the spirit that Skolte and his wife imbued in this town is still evident for those who have eyes to see it. Today's chapter is the third of four chapters that John dedicates to all the things Jesus told his followers on the night before his crucifixion. Almost 20% of his biography is dedicated to those few hours on that Thursday evening. Two chapters ago, I observed that all of the players present in the fall in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3 were represented and or referenced in this fateful evening. Again, in today's chapter, Jesus references the prince of this world. And Jesus points to the fact that the events of this evening are part of a larger story. They are part of the great story. What fascinated me once again as I read Jesus' words to his followers this morning was both the warning and the promise with which today's chapter is bookended. Jesus begins by warning his followers of the difficulties, of the troubles that they will soon face, institutional persecution and the threat of death. Jesus wasn't lying. All but one of the 11 disciples listening to these words, uh, Judas was at the moment carrying out his betrayal, so he wasn't there. 10 of the 11 would be killed, martyred for carrying out Jesus' mission. At the end of the chapter, Jesus reiterates the trouble that they will experience in this world, adding that in him, 
they would find peace amidst the conflict. So as I contemplate this this morning, I'm reminded of three things. First, that when Wendy and I attended our local gathering of Jesus followers yesterday, it was part of a legacy of believers who literally risked their life and limb to escape trouble in their homeland to carve out lives in the freedom of America. I'm grateful for that. Second, I'm reminded of the trouble that many followers of Jesus face on this day. I recently read that in Nigeria, 43,000 followers of Jesus have been killed in the past 12 years. An additional 18,000 have permanently disappeared. 17,500 churches in Nigeria have been attacked. There are 49 other countries in which the risk of trouble for being a follower of Jesus is rated very high to extreme. And I confess, those are dangers that a follower of Jesus in America can largely ignore because it's not my reality. Which brings me to my third thought. In recent weeks, almost 60 churches have been attacked and burned in Canada. And last week, a group of followers exercising their right to freely assemble and publicly worship were physically attacked by Antifa in Portland while police allegedly stood by and did nothing. So trouble is suddenly hitting closer to home in ways that I never expected to see in my lifetime. During the quiet this morning, I'm reminded of Jesus' promise, which was a very direct contrast statement. In this world, you will have trouble, he stated, while in me, you will have peace. Now, the latter was never intended to negate or escape the former. Rather, it was intended as a means to endure it. Sobering thoughts as I enter the week. I hope you have a great day. We'll be back here tomorrow.